So we all need a friend, someone who'll stand and listen to you while you chat about lenses, reflectors, strobes, depths of fields and all things portrait photography. This is that friend. This is the Mastering Portrait Photography podcast. So welcome to the Mastering Portrait Photography Podcast. I'm sorry, yes I know, it's taking us a while to get some of these episodes out, but guess what guys, it's Christmas, which means just like every other portrait photography business on the planet, uh, it's a lively time of year as we close everything out, finish all our orders, and also we have a whole rack of uh, commercial portraiture uh, to be doing as well. So all in all, a very busy time of year. Now, if you happen to be paying attention to the Mastering Portrait Photography Forum, and uh, for those of you who are members, I hope you were, you'll have noticed there was a question on there that talks about the kinds of images that do well in competitions. And if you uh, bring that together with the fact that the SWPP convention, which happens in uh, January in London, uh, is looming, the deadlines for the competitions for that particular contest are looming right now, then I thought this would be a great opportunity to release this particular podcast uh, with Terry Jones. And the first thing I ask her is, well, who are you? My name's Terry Jones. I am the competition executive and head of judges for the societies. So I'm going to jump back in here and explain that when I judged at the SWPP convention last year, which is the first time I judged at the convention, though I've judged for other organisations, um, I was really impressed with the pep talk that Terry gave to a room full of very experienced judges from all parts of the industry. And I was curious as to how she put together that little speech that I left thinking that was really quite inspiring. I really enjoyed, I was now really relishing being a judge. I um, I spent a lot of time before the judges meeting um, trying to think about what I was going to say and what angle I was going to take because obviously a lot of the people in the room, they've attended several judges meetings by several different people. Um, and I didn't really overly have a lot of new judges in the room. So I knew that I could be that little bit more um, candid with them. And I didn't have to necessarily go over the direct rules of the competition because they'd all had their manuals beforehand and they all raised their hand to say that they'd read it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I really wanted to just to instill in them the... Uh, the heart of it, really. Yeah, and that was and, what came across. What we were there for. It's yeah. all about the heart of it. Yeah. So to backtrack a little bit, uh, the competitions we're talking about are the SWPP competitions um, at the convention, which is in January in London. Yeah. Um, and uh, you have live judging of prints, but also you have a monthly competition that yeah. happens online throughout the year. Yeah. So talk to me about the difference between those two and how eventually they converge. Okay, so originally, way back in the day, um, the monthly competition actually wasn't online at all. It was um, sent, people would send prints in. So what we would do is people would send us prints here to the office and we would judge them uh, with judges that would come here. And then the the entrants eventually just got too many to be able to do that with. So we decided to shift to an online system, which would obviously make it easier for both judging and uh, people to enter but then we really started to miss the the sort of print aspect of the judging and we knew that that was a hole that we'd created so basically what we decided to do then was to uh, create the 20 by 16 competition 
which we judge at our annual event in January. Uh, so yeah, the, the difference between the two is obviously one's digital and one's print. Uh, it's the same set of judges really that judge both of them and the categories are slightly different. We have 28 categories in the monthly and we only have 14 for the, the 20, 2016. Right. Yeah, so yeah, the, the, the standards and the judging criteria is the same for both just that one is digital and one is print. All right, okay. How come you ended up on the judging side of it with the SWPP? Did something draw you that way? Or was it just somebody needed to do the role? Oh, no, I didn't need to do it for the role at all. It was all just personal decision to to go that way. Uh, I remember years ago, because it's funny, because I get asked a lot yeah. uh, why I went down that path. And I always say, I remember when I was around 17 and I was sat in the office one evening here with Terry Hansen and Phil, and we were judging, well, I was administrating and they were judging the monthly competition back in the day when it was print. And I remember Terry Hansen sat over the desk with the, uh, he had a daylight lamp and he was explaining to me what he was looking for in print. And I think, I remember the night that I just completely fell in love with photography and judging and and it was something that I knew I wanted to pursue and I thought right I want to do that so uh, a couple of years later I'd obviously spent time with great judges you know hours and hours and hours while I'd been administrating the competition and it it was actually a few of those judges that encouraged me to take that further um, because they used to ask my opinion and I used to say oh I'm not a judge I've not had any training but obviously over the 10 or so years that I'd sat with them I'd obviously you know a lot of information had sank in and I I was able to um you know sort of have a guess at what they were going to judge yeah. the prints at and and I was in the the ballpark anyway a, an opportunity became available for me to go to Atlanta to take part in the PPA judging school and I asked Juliet if you know if I could go and she said yeah that that would be great so I went over and uh, I was top of the class for the course. And uh, yeah, the, I obviously got experience on that. And then WPPI invited me to be a judge last year. And that was wonderful. That was the best experience of my life. Are you going back next um, year? Unconfirmed. Oh, okay. Well, is that <laughs> they, a question I'm not allowed to ask? <laughs> they, um, they are confirming their judges next week, I think. So I'm, I'm in the pot. I'm, yeah. You know, I've applied to be a judge, so... It just depends on whether they're going to bring me over or not. Oh, nice. Uh, how many judges do you have at the convention? Oh, uh, on average about 35-ish. And then they're split into panels, aren't they? Yes, yeah. So what we do is we, uh, obviously we have the group of judges and out of them we have five chairmen and then uh, the rest of judges. And then we create the teams before the event to ensure that obviously there's a variety of experiences and um I always say it's like putting together the X Factor judging panel you know you need a Simon Cowell and you need a Louis and (laughs) I always make sure that sort of the teams that have a variety of judges yeah sadly you don't give us a kind of one of those buzzers that allows us to reject (laughs) I wish you did occasionally (laughs) no no um I only started giving you microphones last year goodness me Uh, and so uh, how many images do you get to judge because I've seen it from one panel's point of view I've never seen it from I I don't see the overall numbers yeah absolutely so uh, we're now up to around 1200 
entries. It's big, isn't it? Yeah, so that's the very first year that we ran it. I think we had 80 maybe yeah. so yeah it's um it's definitely a lot bigger than what it used to be yeah um but that just shows that people are you know are willing to enter it and they they value the judges comments and and things because a lot of people come to watch it as well it's i was going to ask you about that because of course the monthlies are blind uh yeah. whereas the print competition of the year is public yes so as long as well you have to be a, a we don't have to remember. You have to have paid to go to the convention, I think. No, no it's free, is it? It's free. It's yeah. free. In that case, if it's free, we should give that a shameless plug. You should be there. Uh, yes. Just watching judging is still one of the most useful things you can ever do, to sit Absolutely. in those rooms. Yeah, um, we have a specific category as well um, where the judges comment on every single image. Yes, I've, I've judged that one. Yes. It's really hard. Yeah, absolutely. Because, <laughs> of course, you want to be both realistic mm-hmm. and encouraging. So you have to explain how the image could be different yeah. while not really wanting to distract or detract someone from having another go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks I for that say, particular one. <laughs> I always say that um, you can, whatever number you score a print at, you can go away, you can send the entrant away either devastated or really happy. And in actual fact, if you score a print lower but you give it a really good critique you can still send someone away um you know hopeful to enter another year and at the same time you could score a print really high but you could mention one thing that could have been improved and all of a sudden the person's devastated no matter what the score is they knew they would know that they they could have done better so yeah it's always that's why in the judges meeting that you went to i always talk about you know being respectful and and the real heart for it because you have to understand that the peoples whose prints you're looking at, they might be in the room. Uh, and it's really all about the learning experience. Yeah, I mean, I, when I'm judging in a public room like that, mm-hmm. I always assume the chair, who's usually sat somewhere visible next to the image, I always assume that's the author. That's that's a really good way. So of, I, of I'm effectively, I'm talking as if that... So I, it keeps me very much in that frame of mind. To, Absolutely. I might use that one for the judges. Uh, you feel free. And I'll be very <laughs> proud if you did. But that's right. Even with Kevin Wilson glaring at me, yes. I'm still like, you know, I, if you, you would be the author. Um, and, and do you think it changes? I mean, I know it changes the dynamic, but in what way do you think it changes the dynamic of judging to have people there watching or like we do when we're doing the monthlies, it's just, for instance, you and me on a phone line? Um, the... Yeah, I mean the monthly judging. It's not a learning experience. It's not. Um, it's not recorded in any way. Um, the judges' comments aren't for uh, public view. So, in that way, it's much more relaxed. Mm. Um, the judges more relaxed because they don't feel like they are on show. And in actual fact, there's not overly a lot of comments made. Um, they they score the images, and really, if we have a discussion, it's. It's not for anyone's benefit other than the judge, you know, yeah. sort of working things through in their head and, and maybe asking for my opinion. But actually, a lot of the judging that we do now, we do in pairs. So people, you know, the judges can talk yeah. to each other. But again, there's not a lot of comments to be made yeah. because because of the different levels of scoring in the monthlies, we go from no award to highly commended and gold. So there's quite that big jump. So yeah. if an image is a no award, sometimes it's... It, there's no there's no discussion that needs to take place because it's 
obviously got some things that that could be improved and therefore it's an award it's only when they're trying to decide between a highly commended and a gold that sometimes that discussion takes place whereas obviously the 20 by 16 is for the benefit of the authors and i always say to people if you're entering the monthly competition and you're not getting the scores that you think your images deserve, then please do come to the 20 by 16 because then you'll hear the comments yeah. and you'll hear the debates and the uh, the yeah the conversations between the judges and hopefully you'll gain information from that. And I love it when people come up to me afterwards and say, oh, it's so worth coming to watch the judging yeah. because I think that out of all the, the classes and stuff at the convention, the 20 by 16 is something that you will learn the most from. Yeah, I'd agree yeah. with you on that entirely. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's a certain type of image? I mean, I know your category base is huge, so that's not necessarily a fair question. But do you think there's a certain style or treatment of image that tends to do better at a competition level? Not really. Um, I think obviously we've got the 10 elements by which we judge. Yeah. So apologies for jumping back in, uh, but it occurred to me that we never actually read out the 10 elements. Now, these are taken from the SWPP uh, competitions website. Uh, You can simply Google the 10 elements for judging SWPP and you will find them. Uh, But let me just go through them very, very quickly here. Number one is impact, fairly self-explanatory. Number two, creativity and style, which is all about the expression of imagination of the maker. Um, But like I say, there's a long explanation on here, but go read them. Number three, composition. The four, the image or print presentation. Five, the center of interest. Six, lighting. Seven, color balance. Eight, technical excellence. Nine, the photographic technique. And ten, the storytelling and subject matter. Now, these are put on posters. When we're judging, they sit there alongside the image so that any time we can draw ourselves back and reference these ten points, uh, both in terms of when we're constructing the scoring, uh, but also when we are doing any kind of critique. I thought that'd be useful so you knew what they are. Again, if you just uh, run a Google search for um, ten, the 10 elements of judging SWPP, uh, you will find them very, very quickly, and it's well worth a read. And also, I recommend you do print them up. I have them printed on our wall here. Uh, so that whenever, whenever I'm creating or uh, prepping an image uh, for competition, I can go back to these and just remind myself uh, that I'm doing the right thing. And with that, back to the interview. I think obviously we've got the 10 elements by which we judge and none of those 10 elements have specifics in them, if that makes sense. So for instance, the first element is impact. So that could be anything really, anything that makes the judge stop and think and have an emotion. And then obviously we go on to things like lighting and composition and posing and things like that. And I guess actually the images that do well are the images that, that have a, good standard of those 10 elements. Um, Obviously, we see photographic trends come through. We see, um, currently, for instance, we're seeing a lot of portraiture on dark backgrounds. uh, And that's just, obviously, something that we see a lot of. And therefore, those are the images that are currently scoring. But I think that's because that's the majority of the images that are entered. So obviously, the judges can only judge what's coming in. Uh, but quite often, that if an image is different, it can also score well. So, for instance, if an, if a judge or a panel of judges has seen sort of nine or ten images in a row that are quite the same, then obviously when an image comes up that's completely different, then it does often cause a discussion. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 
there's no magic formula, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, I, I was just curious. I've been asked before, you know, by people yeah. who've not done so well. And of course, with the online, you don't get that feedback. And I always say to people, go to the print competition, go to it. Or even if the MPA is running one of its open judging, you know, just go and see it. Yeah, because you learn a lot. Even if it's not your images in it, you'll still learn an awful lot. But I get asked a lot about, you know, what have I got to do to make my image get those marks? Yeah, in the monthly competition, one of the main things that people can actually do is upload a good file size. We get a lot of entries in that are less than half of the size that they're allowed to submit. Yeah, and then obviously when the judges are pulling the images up, they're not seeing a big enough image to be able to judge it in the best way possible. So even things like that and presentation for the 20 by 16 for the prints, you know, having a good mount and a mount that is, that doesn't detract from the image and things like that, that all helps definitely. Yeah, we saw a couple last year and we were having to investigate whether the print had warped. Yeah. And if we're having to do that, probably we're not using, the the print isn't the impact. The impact is, is that warped? Yeah, that's absolutely. never helpful. Even if we're not judging it directly, it's never helpful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we when we get the images into the office here, we actually don't open any of the print packages until two weeks before the event, yeah. so as not to have any environmental factors. Yeah. Uh, but actually, some of the packages that we get in that are just bubble wrap and brown yeah. paper, and you just think, <laughs> oh, if you, I wish you'd have sent it in a print box or a flight case yeah. or even a sturdy box rather than, you know, bubble wrap and brown paper. I know, it's, it's, it's scary, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> so we saw a few last year. Uh, in terms of uh, the print competition, mm-hmm. you know, in this day and age, of course, everyone's talking about fully digital. Do you think you'll head that way, whether, you know, you'll stop using uh, paper based or? Print-based? No. You'll stick firmly with print-based? Yes. <laughs> Go on, expand on that. <laughs> um, that is... I'm really passionate about printing, and I think that all photographers should print their work. And, I mean, obviously, the the room that we're sat in now, your oh, no, viewers I love can't it. see I it, love but it, yeah. it's full of prints, and it's something that I, I'm an advocate for. Uh, and that's the reason why we created the 20 by 16 competition, because we'd created that whole by moving the monthly digital, which we had to do because we get 1,200 entries a month on average for the the monthly. So obviously that's an impossibility to judge that many in print format. Uh, But we really wanted to make sure that there wasn't that hole created. And I will continue to be an advocate for print for as long as I'm in the industry. Yeah, yeah. and you'll continue to have my backing on that as it happens. (laughs) But of course it's still, it is the trend. And there is an argument that says, you can judge an image better on a high quality monitor than you can on a print. I, I'm not certain yet where I land on that particular part of it, but I love print. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, and absolutely. you're right. You were sat under a print wall. I've been admiring for the past couple of hours. Yes. And it's just, well, it's full of memories and they're all up there looking at you. And I don't see that necessarily changing. People will always want artwork on their walls. Yes, absolutely. And absolutely. I, I mean, we, even at home with the kids and things we've got, prints up on the wall and family portraits and things like that um of which I get offers all the time to do a family (laughs) portrait um yeah and I I hope that doesn't die I really hope and I think that the entries for the 20 by 16 as they're growing each year I know that people value that 
and the photographers value it. If they didn't value it, then they wouldn't enter. Yeah. So I think that I'm supported not only by you, but by lots of other photographers in the UK mm. that also value printed work. And to anyone who's ever been to the gallery at the convention when the prints are all hung up, yeah. it's just an amazing feeling to walk through and see everything printed. And I do agree to an extent that seeing something on a monitor that you judge it in a different way to judging prints. But I think the systems that we have in place and the viewing booths that we judge, the daylight viewing booths that we use to judge, I think that we're giving the entrant the best viewing platform that we can to get the correct scores and so that the prints are viewed in the best way possible. I, I mean, I think so too. I, I, I don't recall... Maybe I've just not. Maybe I'm just not remembering. I don't recall ever seeing an image come up on a screen that's given me the same gut kick mm-hmm. that seeing a great print appear yeah. on a light box Absolutely. has given me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just not remembering it. But I, that's how I feel. I love seeing a print. I can think of one print that I saw at WPPI last year, and in fact, I I didn't judge it, and I, I saw it in the gallery um, as I was walking through afterwards, and it just stopped me dead. And I must have been stood there for a good 10 minutes looking at this print. And then when I got home, I saw it digital. Um, and f- although it was the same, it didn't have yeah. the same impact for me. And I I just wish I could have taken the print home. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, we've been yeah. using... I don't know my history well enough, but I mean, the Egyptians were writing. And we've had that with us ever since then. We, we've had painting and pigment since 150,000 150, years. Mm-hmm. And so I think actually it's, it's in our it's, it's the same as the ability to walk and talk. It's part of our very being. Whereas yeah. digital is relatively new. I do see that there will be a point, I think, when everything is digital. I just don't think it'll necessarily be in my lifetime. Um, yeah. Probably not in yours. You're a lot younger than I am, but I'm, I'm not seeing that. Mm-hmm. Um, on that note of age, do you see what I did there? I said, I think that's clever, huh? <laughs> uh, how does it feel? I mean, as a, as a rule, the judges because of the, the, the experience and the qualifications that typically you need to be a judge mm-hmm. would make them typically quite a lot older than you. Yes. <laughs> How do you feel standing up? Do you ever find that daunting? How do you feel when you stand up in front of that room in front of all those people? Um, I've had a lot of experience. So I've worked for the society since I was 16. Um, I'm now over 30. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I wouldn't have known. So, you know, I've had quite a lot of experience. Now, I took over the competition when I was 17. So back in those days, standing in front of a room full of, yes, mostly middle-aged men, (laughs) that was quite daunting. But actually, I think I've been part of something that has meant that now the age group of my judges is actually much lower than what it was yeah and there's a lot more females than what they used to be and I think I I mean I'm really proud of being part of that and the judging schools that we run the majority actually now are younger females that attend the school yeah and as a result of that the uh, I mean I did a bit of analysis on this last year actually and when I first started the 20 by 16 I think I had two female judges and then this last year over 50% of my judges were female on the panels that sat in January so I and most of those have come through my judging school so I'm really I'm really proud of that and I think that the the younger judges they do bring that different dynamic but also they are really respectful of the 
so-called old timers that have earned that respect within the industry. And I, what I've tried to do is I've tried to make sure that there isn't that gap when the older generation, when they retire, what I didn't want is for there to be this big gap of knowledge between new judges coming in and sort of taking over as it were after the the more experienced judges had retired so what I tried to do is I tried to make sure that they've had a good few years actually together on panels so because one day my what we call my younger generation of judges they are going to be they are going to become those experienced yeah. and there'll be new people coming up yeah. through the ranks and I think that in reality without the judging school and without the training that I've been giving people I don't think that would have happened it's something that I'm actually really proud of no and you should be as well and do you think having the 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 younger generation and also a better gender split and I, I use the word better because a more even split has got to be better for all of us but do you think a different style of image will be judged with higher scores over time or do you think it is purely technical do you think you will see a stylistic I don't think so do you not I haven't so far anyway I think that if there is an image that is a good image, it will score regardless of who's looking at it. I think that, you know, you look at the work of Luke and David Edmondson, so to speak, and and their work is phenomenal. And you'll get sort of a judge that's only been a judge for a couple of years, for example, and you'll have a more experienced judge on the panel and they'll both score it yeah. in the same ballpark because I think that that as I said if an image is good then it doesn't really matter what kind of style it is I mean obviously photographic tra- trends will happen and therefore naturally images that are in those trends will score because they're being entered and the judges can only score what's being entered but I think those really good images will always score I think I hope anyway oh we'll see because yeah. you know, over time I, th- I mean I think you're right I, t- I actually think we will see, see a change but it's part to do with the mix of the judges and part to do with what's going on in the industry and if we have the younger generation coming through they're actually driving the stylistic change mm-hmm. so it'll be hard to uncouple what's to do with who's judging and what's to do with what's being created out there absolutely I mean I've been around for long enough to have seen the, the trends circle round yeah. so to speak so something that was really popular sort of 10 years ago funnily enough is is coming back into fashion yeah. so to speak um so there will always be that that circle of of types of images that are being entered but there i know that there are also people within the industry who are still striving for images that the styles from from years ago so i know that there's still that yeah that sort of core set of photographers who who will continue to put in those entries that are more classic so to speak um and i think that that will happen in any industry not just photographically so uh i mean you know i'm a big fan of the competition and what you've done with it you know i told you this last year (laughs) uh but i think one of the things i was most impressed with is the sheer scale of the operation but how it was dealt with how on earth do you go about planning the management of that because over two days over two days of judging i can't remember how many days of judging two Two days days of judging um and 1200 plus prints to come through Mm -hmm. including all of the caveats about the fact that if there's a judge in that room that has a print in that yeah 
category that's got to be taken care of and all of the handlers and everything how do you go about just organizing it <laughs> oh gosh um am i allowed to say i'm an alcoholic no, <laughs> <joking>. <laughs> yeah you're very welcome to <laughs> no um i think you'd have been better off saying mine's uh whatever it is and then yeah. everyone could buy you a drink at the convention <laughs> um a lot of um a lot of love for it i think I I genuinely wouldn't ever be doing anything else. And I think that that shows not only in the organisation of it, but also the respect that the judges have for what I'm trying to achieve. And I think that in reality, without the print handlers and without the judges and without the people that work behind the scenes, it wouldn't happen in such a way as what it does. And I'm very, very lucky that everybody on my team you know everyone from the staff here in the office who helped me pack up the prints right the way through to the people that take the prints down at the end of the exhibition they want the competition to do well and their hearts in the right place so as far as the judges we tend to make up the teams and stuff around christmas time uh, and then everyone knows what rooms they're in. But even that in itself is is a huge, huge task. Because not only have we got the 20 by 16 running, but we've got the qualifications running at the same time. And obviously the panels for the qualifications are extra important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just for transparency and things like that. But the print handlers, they deserve so much kudos for what they do. I mean, the hours that they work, they never sit down. Um, And then obviously there's things behind the scenes happening as well. So when the prints, as a judge, you just see the prints coming in and out of the room. (laughs) But uh, poor Diane, she's uh, our head of print handling and she deals with all the prints in the organization room and things and um, yeah, Diane's an amazing part of the team. I couldn't do. And in fact, she comes here to the office before yeah. the convention. Her, her and Lee come and help me as well. So, yeah, I couldn't do it without them. Because it's, sure. it's militarily accurate. Yeah. It's, it's a phenomenal thing to watch. Just Not just as a judge, because of course I love the images, but just to watch all of these things flowing. And they all flow more or less to time. Yeah. And at the end of the process, the right images rise to the top. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's absolutely. quite something. Yeah, and it's, it's again, it's really nice to see a consistency in the judging because obviously I see all the images beforehand. So as the prints come in and I unpackage them and I do all my admin work on them, I see them too. Yeah. And it's quite nice that when I walk into finals and things like that, that the images are there and I just think, yes, that's wonderful. Um, and obviously there are a few surprises in there as well, which again is lovely. Uh, but I think that the judges that we have on our panels, they want the best yeah. for the prints and for the authors. And that just makes it all work. Yeah, yeah. So, so for someone who's never been through it, describe, just, just as an overview, the, the judging process from the, uh, the category rooms mm-hmm. up to the final where all of the, the category wins are judged as a collective. Yeah, absolutely. So some of the categories have subcategories. So for example, in wedding, we have three subcategories, wedding avant-garde, wedding classical and wedding repertage. So they will all be judged in the wedding room. So pretty much the same set of judges will judge all three. And those are judges that shoot weddings on a regular basis. How many judges? Um, seven with a chair. Yeah. So yeah. 
Um, and then, so each image is brought in front of the panel of five judges and a chair. We have two judges on rotation for things like toilet breaks and also if there is a print entered by a judge. I'll explain a little bit more about that in a second. Um, so the print comes up under the viewing booth and the judges score it out of 100. So they take the 10 elements um, by which we judge and they figure out a score. So 80 is sort of like the pass mark. Uh, every print that scores 80 or above gets a merit and it gets hung in the exhibition. And every print that scores 79 and below doesn't go on any further. So... Uh, the judges judge all the prints and the top 10 scoring prints in each category will go through to subcategory finals. So out of the three categories, we'll end up with 30 prints that are in subcategory finals. And out of those, we pick a top three. The judges, uh, we close the rooms at that point so there are, there isn't any audience. And the judges, by show of hands and discussion, uh, pick a top three. So then we end up with nine so three for each category. And then out of those nine, we end up picking a top three. And then out of those three, we pick an overall. So yeah, it's um, quite an extensive process. And then for the, the portrait category, we actually have six subcategories. So that's a whole nother level altogether. <laughs> yes, it's quite a beast, isn't it? And to watch it, because yeah. what, what I wanted to illustrate, I think to someone who's new to it, is that although there's a panel of judges and we're scoring anonymously, mm-hmm. uh, each judge has a score pad that we yeah. punch our numbers into, um, is that the final part of that, once we filtered out that top chunk, yeah. we actually sort of re-baseline. So oh, we, yes. we see Absolutely. all of the prints together. Yeah. And that gives us an opportunity to allow for the fact that you do get drift in the scores. If we... I know you try really hard not to, but if you see the same type of image, image after image after image after mm-hmm. image, gently, because you're becoming used to that, the impact diminishes because you're yes, seeing the absolutely. same thing. And so yeah. actually, even if you're trying really hard not to, your scores have a tendency just to dip by a point or two. Yeah. But we scoop that back up when we do the collective at the end. Yeah. And that so gives us that opportunity. The, after you get the top 10 for each category, um, there is just, there's a clear cut then and we start judging afresh almost. Um, and then we judge the images against each other. Yeah. Whereas um, in the first instance, the images aren't judged against each other. They're judged on an individual basis. Yeah. So we don't judge a print based on the previous print um, in that category. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, you need to do that, I think. Yeah. And it works, yeah. it works uh, phenomenally well. Um, and then of course you've got the chair in there as well, who is an experienced judge. Yes. Who will keep an eye on things. Um, yes. I mean, I was fortunate enough to work with Kevin Wilson and uh, Richard P. Walton, who was great at reminding us just, he, he re-energised every few images, just re-energised the room and yeah. just said, you know, yeah, this is where he scores and this is what you're doing. And if he started to see drift, they would pull the judges back up just to say, look, you know, be careful because we're starting to see that. So you've got all of these safety nets in that really help make sure yeah. the right images really do float to the top. Yeah, and absolutely. It's a, it's a wonderful thing to watch. Oh, awesome. Uh, yeah, the, the chairman are obviously put in place for a reason and they are incredibly experienced judges themselves, um, although that is not their role uh, in the room. Their mm. role is, isn't to be a judge. It's to sort of keep an eye on the judges for me (laughs) but it it is good and you'll always see um a good judge if for instance there's a print that scores extremely high uh, there's a huge you know debate about it or there's a huge discussion that takes place usually the chairman will call a toilet break or something just to give the judges that little bit of breathing space and yeah one of the best things that happened last year was richard hauled us into the corridor at a tea break and said remember that you're not trying to get 
an average of 80 on everything you score, an 85, whatever it is. What you're trying to do is properly judge. If you're excited about an image, go for it. And if you yeah. really can find fault with an image, go the other way. Yeah, and to, So stop everything, because everything was converging. We were getting the scores about right, but it was gradually converging. And just to bring it back, so there's that variety and that discussion, particularly as I was in the room where we had to do the critique of every image. Yeah. And so you need that kind of energy in there to keep excited about something in every single image. He was great. He's a great chairman, actually. Very good. Awesome. Really enjoyed it. Uh, if you could say, I'm going to ask you a couple of things. If you could say, scream, possibly, one thing at that room full of judges. Now, your speech, I've said, I'll say it again, is still one of the best pre-judge motivation spe- speeches I've ever heard. But if you could scream one thing based on what you've seen happen over the years at that room of judges, what would it be? Be respectful. Be respectful. Well, you say that in your speech anyway. Yeah, but that's, <laughs> it's something that that I'm, I'm 100% positive has impacted the competition yeah. and the way that we judge because my judges are so respectful and it's really nice actually to see people come up to me during the judging and after the judging saying oh I've just been sat in and your judges they're really respectful and I think yes they they've got it you know that's I think that you can almost score a print you know sort of any score that you feel appropriate and as long as you're respectful then the entrant will still feel that there's value in that um there's nothing worse than sitting in a room of judges who are disgruntled and arguing with each other yeah. and, and almost forgetting yeah, yeah. the importance of the print. Yeah. And likewise, if you could if you could have a room of all your contestants, this is the monthlies and the twenty by sixteens, and you were stood on that stage, just a room full of competitors, no judges, what would you scream at them? What have you seen that drives you mad? Or what have you seen that really works? What would you what would you pick up the microphone and shout at that room? I don't know. Oh, that's really yeah. hard. Must be, um, what, what have you seen? It's just like, oh no, not again. <laughs> or, you know, whether it's people not understanding print or not understanding colour or what is it? You, I mean, you've mentioned file size has been too small on the online, but is there something that you just think, oh, for goodness okay. sake, photographers? The attention's in the detail. That's probably what I'd say. The attention's in the detail because... There are some awesome images that have been entered that would have scored much, much higher if the photographer had just done, like, one thing. (laughs) So, for instance, cropping or posing. And, like, the rest of the image is absolutely fantastic, but there's just that plant pot growing out of the head (laughs) or or the horizon cutting through the neck or, you know, the amount of times that we've heard physical groans from the judges that like when the print goes up and they go <gasps> and then they go mm, yeah. you know and you you feel the pain yeah, yeah. of the judges and they really want to yeah, score yeah. it well but yeah when, when the impact is a full score and then you can just see where you're going to deduct everything else yeah yeah absolutely that's yeah that's the frustrating isn't it yeah but you really feel for the photographer because you know they put their heart and soul into it and everything's there yeah. but they've got so engrossed in the success of what they've done They've left stupid stuff cropped in an edge or they've failed to notice that there's dust spots on the sensor, you know, it's yeah. stupid little details. I would suggest that that if you are entering competition, then you let someone else look over your work, yeah. whether that be your mum, whether that be 
you know, a friend or a photographer maybe who you trust and value their opinion, not the judges, because then no. they'll have to keep stepping off the yeah. panels. But um, yeah, definitely let someone else look at your work. But don't blame them if you don't win. That's because no, <laughs> it's really harsh. <laughs> uh, have you made a mistake in your career? What give me something where it's just gone catastrophically wrong? Oh, I lost a box of prints once. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so anyone who knows me and anyone who's on my Facebook will know that I am very, very militant about the box, the print boxes that go to the convention and I number them and I label them and they're colour-coded and they're, they're um, you know, it's this whole big system to get these 1,200 prints down to London safely without losing yeah. any, without, you know, damaging any and things like that. Um, but the actual reason why I'm so militant in, in my operation is because one year I had somebody knock on my print room organisation door and say, I've just sat through that entire category and my print didn't come up. And I'm like, really? They're like, yeah, my, my print didn't come up. And not only did my print not come up, but my friend's print didn't come up either. And, you know, we had notification from you that you got them. So we know that, that they were entered. And my heart just sank. And, and there, it was actually one of the last categories that was being judged. And so I looked around the print room and there were no boxes left. Oh, and I just, my heart just sank. And and so I got my uh, my colleagues in to come and have a look and we were looking all around the room. And in the corner of the room, there was a table with a tablecloth on. When we lifted oh. up the tablecloth, the box of prints was underneath um, underneath the table. And uh, and yeah, we managed to get the, the, the prints judged. So now I'm extra, extra... Yeah, yeah sort of militant about the way once, that once you've been things. freaked out once you're freaked yeah. out for life aren't you yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Uh, last few questions um, uh, what's the best thing you've ever done judged at WPPI is it you really enthusiastic about that yeah I am because there, there were a lot of people who when I said that I wanted to be a judge they said it would never happen because Obviously, over here, you have to be a fellow yeah. to judge. And obviously, I'm not a photographer. So a lot of people sort of laughed when I said... And I had this huge five-year plan. I said, in five years, I'm going to judge at WPPI. And it was four and a half years later that I judged at WPPI. So for me, it was a big thing that I'd been striving for. And hours and hours of personal um, study and, and experience went into that, you know, achieving that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, some seasonal stuff. What's your favourite Christmas song? Little Drummer Boy. Is it? Yes. Love a bit of Josh Groban. <laughs> you even, even the, it's the Josh Groban version of it yes, as well. Yes, definitely. Uh, do you like Brussels sprouts? Yes. Oh, good for you. I like Brussels sprouts. <laughs> and I'm forever having to fight this rear guard action. Uh, what's the best Christmas present you've ever been given? Oh, wow. I'll tell you a funny story what happened last year. Go on. Colin... Um, he got me 10 things from the pound shop to go in my stocking. Brilliant. But but there were 10 things that meant something in some way. Yeah. Um, so that was quite funny. That was uh, probably the funniest set of gifts that I've ever Brilliant. had. Brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I'll, give, I'll give you that and I won't ask what they were. <laughs> What's the best <laughs> Christmas present you've ever given? I don't... I... Oh... Yeah, last year I gave my sister-in-law tickets to see a play that she 
basically didn't think she'd get to see. Brilliant. That's so, yeah. a, that's a that nice was, gift. Yeah. That's a nice gift. Uh, and what's the best or the photography book that you would recommend? It's the book, the photography book you have on a shelf that you refer to and enjoy and would recommend somebody else owned. I can't without offending someone. <laughs> well, not, you know, for example, my, my favourite photography book is in fact not really a photography book. It's the book of Vogue covers. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's just full of stuff. Yeah, and it's got BTS yeah. stuff, and it's got all these incredible photographers over the over the decades. Yeah. And so it's not really a photography book. It's actually about the history of Vogue. Yeah. But, oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. you know. There's a book called um, The Book of Judges. Oh, okay. Uh, it's by an Irish guy. I can't remember. I've got a copy upstairs, actually, next to my desk. I will, uh, I will find it, and I will put it in the subnotes or the posts. And, yes, I would say that for anyone who's interested in... The Judging of Photographs, that is a very, very good book. That is a good nugget, particularly given some of the questions I've been asked about how images do and don't do well in competitions. Uh, So on that happy note, uh, last thing, if you'd like to do it, uh, is to give um, a quick plug, particularly to the competition part of the convention. uh, And given the timings of this, is to give the deadlines. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the... Deadline for the entries for the 20 by 16 is officially the 5th of January, but if you want to not pay any late fees, then it's the 22nd of December. Uh, We aim to ship all prints back by February. The judging takes place on the 18th and 19th of January. And on the Thursday evening after the judging is finished, we're actually going to be holding a roundtable discussion with some of the judges going over the prints that we've seen in the last couple of days and answering your questions. So if you've got any questions that you want to ask me or any of the judges, then please come along to that seven till nine in the Chablis suite after the judging finishes. That's amazing. And I must say, you should enter. I think yeah. it's, it's one of the most productive things you can do. There is a category, I can't remember which one it is, Nouveau. the Nouveau, where every image is critiqued. So if you're yeah. curious... You will get a full critique from a panel of five plus two judges in a chair. Exactly, it's exactly the same as every other category, except we are forced to critique verbally critique each one. Yeah. Um, highly recommended. I think the website to go to that is swpp.co.uk/convention, and you'll find the links to the judging on there or to yeah. the entries rather on there. Uh, Terry, what an absolute pleasure! I cannot wait to be a part of it in uh, January. I'm so excited to be part of the judging. Uh, and also we're doing a couple of bits and pieces, but the judging in particular is just both fascinating and exhilarating all at the same time. Uh, so uh, and on that happy note, thank you very much. Oh, See you in January. Welcome. Awesome. Cheers, Terry. So there you go. I very much look forward to seeing you at the SWPP convention in January for those of you who are around so I'll put the details of the book of judges which is by a photographer called Vincent O'Burn um, in the footnotes on uh, the podcast at masteringportraitphotography.com or wherever you get your podcast Uh, please do subscribe to the podcast Uh, it's really helpful if you subscribe and then share it if you've enjoyed it please leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts we're available on iTunes on Spotify on Radio Public and on Podbean as well as on Mastering Portrait Photography uh, where we also have a ton of other content that you might just be interested in so until next time be kind to yourself take care (laughs) 